Welcome to Building Connections Podcast by Gang Alternative Incorporated. My name is Dashwell Irvin and I am the College and Career Development Specialist. Today's episode, we will be focusing on our GA's program, Circle of Strength Therapy. GA is a nonprofit organization with over 25 programs and more than 100 employees serving both Miami-Dade and Broward counties. We believe in creating change by building character that lasts in children and families through positive alternatives. Today, we are excited to welcome our very own Ms. Valida Morris, who is the program manager of our COS and COSP program. Welcome, Ms. Morris. Thank you, and good morning. I'm happy to be here. Again, uh, my name is Valida Morris. I am the program director for Circle of Strength Therapy and Parenting Program. I am a licensed mental health clinician with a background in trauma therapy. Welcome. So let's dive right into it. When we talk about mental health, what exactly are we talking about? So when we are looking at mental health, we're talking about our emotional, physical, and social well-being and how that all balances with one another and interacts with one another. So if that alignment is off, then if one of those particular um, categories is off, it can cause us to have um, severe discomfort within ourselves mm-hmm. and with how we interact with others. So um, it's important to make sure that we are practicing self-care um, and we are being socially active and we're doing things that make us feel better because mm-hmm. when we're not, then it can cause um, issues in all of our um, social interactions as well as our relationships, whether professionally or um, within our uh, families. And some of those things that can be, that can cause um, some problems may be your relationships with your kids, your relationships with your spouse, with your profession. Um, When it comes to a point where it's just causing severe impairment, Mm -hmm. this is when you have to definitely seek help in order to get back on track. And I know a lot of times in black and brown communities, um, that is a stigma that we're trying to break mm-hmm. um, because in black and brown communities we usually tell it to Jesus right and absolutely. we try to pray it out right <laughs> um, but Jesus also put therapists and counselors in a person's life to help guide them and make better choices yes I agree yeah and I think that's something that's really important that you indicated and you touched on about the black and brown communities that we sometimes revert to the church but it's okay to have a little bit of both you can have a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of therapy to be able to sort of balance your life out like you said mental health is all about being able to have that balance in all aspects of your life so I think that's really important for our for our audience to understand that you don't have to choose one or the other. Absolutely. So that is a great, um, great tad bit of information. So tell us exactly what the Circle of Strength um, Therapy Program is. So it's a, what the Circle of Strength Therapy Program is, is an in-home therapeutic uh, service that we provide to children and their family to understand and overcome trauma. Okay. So, and... In regards to um, the program and it, the aspects and the importance of it, can you talk a little bit more about why COS is important and sort of the value proposition behind it for the families? Okay, absolutely. So first and foremost, our therapists are specialized in using a specific trauma-focused 
therapeutic approach. Um, and the therapy we use is called trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy. So it's a specialized service. Okay. And our, our master's level clinicians have to be trained in this particular therapeutic approach in order to be able to treat children who have been exposed to trauma. Um, another benefit that is good for our family is there's no cost. So it's free. Right, it's absolutely. free, and as I stated before, it's convenient because we're providing it in-home, so we're coming out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's designed, the therapeutic treatment is designed to help children, adolescents, and their parents overcome the impact of traumatic events. For example, it's designed to help with traumas related to abuse, such as sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence and neglect, community violence, an unexpected death of a loved one, natural disaster, war or maybe you know things that we can kind of even dive a little bit further separation mm-hmm. whether uh, uh, a family member is being deported or actual divorce right so we tackle all of those issues and I think that um, all of that is important because we see that kids respond to trauma differently and so the COS program allows you guys, like you said, allows the family and the child to be comfortable in their home. So that allows them to have at least a safety net so they, um, they're they able to maybe to build a rapport with the therapist um, and the family and the support system is in the home. So I think it is a great program and it does offer a lot of benefits. Um, so I know you um, discussed that the program is targeted toward children who are who have experienced trauma. Um, in regards to like the language that is sort of used in the services, what sort of um, language or approach do you guys use and how long is the program? Very good question. So first and foremost, another uh, benefit of our service is that we provide a language is English, Creole, and Spanish. Okay. And our therapists are very relatable because they're 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 black and brown therapists, and right. that's primarily the community that we're serving. Okay. So I think that also takes the initial stigma away that hey, there is someone who looks like me who is a professional who also can um, guide me into a different direction or see things from a different perspective. Um, and not feel like that they're being um, ashamed or embarrassed about. Absolutely. Um, when we're going into the home, first when you go in, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable until Absolutely. they get to, to know you. But then when they're working and engaging and you see the changes happening with the child and their parent or supportive caregiver, it's like they're welcoming you with open arms and they're ready to see you weekly. They, they miss you when you're not present. And yes. that's a great feeling. Especially if you know that the therapy is actually working and benefiting the child and their parent or caregiver. Absolutely. And I'm sure that um, the families who are a part of the program are so grateful for the opportunity to be able to have that extra support. Because what's really important about it all, especially when you are encountering any sort of like mental health, any sort of trauma, you need that extra support system. And sometimes your family may not provide you that necessary support. So you need to have that outside person. So um I know that you spoke a little bit about this, but can you just go a little bit more into the therapeutic treatment, like modality that's utilized? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, and, and just before I go into that, I just want to make sure that I reiterate that 
We serve children from ages 4 to 18 in the Northeast Miami-Dade and, and Homestead area. Okay. Um, and if we need to go out of those particular areas, mm-hmm. then we're also able to serve those um, those families in needs in, outside of Northeast Miami or Homestead area. Oh, great. That's great information. So the therapy that we use or the therapeutic approach we use is called trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. We say TFCBT for short. Okay. Um, and it's it's trauma-focused therapy or trauma-informed therapy to work with um, the child and the parent or caregiver. And the reason why this treatment is different from traditional psychotherapy or talk therapy is because even though our client is the focused child, we encompass the whole family. Okay. So in order for the therapy to actually be successful and work, we need to have a supportive parent or caregiver because we're also providing um, parenting skills, components um, to the parent or caregiver so they can be able to support their child through the treatment process. Okay. And that is really important because if the it's sort of like if the parents don't buy into what you guys are trying to the um the treatment and the approach that you're using, then it it's sort of none and void because mm-hmm. the parent has to be able to participate and buy into it because the child looks up to the parent. So if the parent is engaging, the child will be more um, easily approachable or more willing to engage because they see that mom, dad, or whoever their support system is engaging. Absolutely. It, it, it produces a better successful outcome if the parent or caregiver is also modeling the behavior needed for the kid to succeed. Right. And that is really important. And so I know you stated that you um, the program also offers a component where they provide um, parenting and parenting modeling. So I know that um, your program offers parent navigators. So what exactly is a parent navigator and what type of services do they do for the families? So in, in layman's term, I try to break parent navigator as more like the case management component to okay. COS therapy. Um, the parent navigator provides support so the families can further assess um, their care. So a parent navigator will um, call weekly mm-hmm. to check on the family to see how they're doing, see how their child is doing in services, to find out if there's anything the family may need because that's very important. So if they, if the parent navigator discovers that a family may need food or they're having some housing issues, the parent navigator can then refer either to a, a GA program, Mm -hmm. internal GA program, or maybe an outside uh, program if GA is not providing the services, and link that parent up to that provider so they can get the services they need. Okay. So I like the um, the term you use. You say like they're that extra support, that extra layer of support, because a lot of times the families may be experiencing some sort of external stressor that's maybe causing the child to sort of further build on top of their trauma. So the parent navigator is really important and they really play sort of like a um, puzzle piece to connect the family together. Absolutely. So another thing, so tell us a little bit more and you don't have to go into great detail, but tell us during the, the actual treatment and modality, what are the families learning about trauma? So they're learning about, um, when we're talking about 
the components of it, we're, we're educating. It starts with education. Right. Well, let me back up. It starts with engagement and rapport building. Yes. So we have to engage, our clinicians are trained to engage the, the, the child and the parent to get them to quote unquote buy into it. Mm-hmm. And it starts with how you engage with the family and build rapport. Then once we um, get that out of the way, we'll start working on the actual treatment components. And we'll start off with education. That's always our first um, uh, component. And we're educating about trauma. We're educating about different forms of abuse. We're educating about grief and loss. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that may be, because the way that therapy is structured, um, you either are doing conjoint sessions with the, you're always doing conjoint sessions. Um, with the child and the parent. Okay. So you may start off initially meeting with the child first for 30 minutes and bringing in the parent for the last 30 minutes. Okay. Or you may do a, a conjoint section with both of them at the same time for the full hour. Me personally, when I'm doing psychoeducation and depending on the topic, I'm doing it with both the child and the parent. So they can understand um, what it is that will, for them to gain knowledge and then for them to understand what we'll be working on. Okay. Um, and then we also are talking about how what individualized treatment plan we'll be doing with them as well. So we talk about education. Um, we talk about, we provide parenting skills for the parents to be able to support, as stated before, their child through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, we also teach relaxation techniques for both the child and the parent or caregiver. Um, we talk about feelings. That's one of the components. We talk Very about important. feelings, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times children and adults don't understand what a feeling and a thought is mm-hmm. and how it impacts the body. So we do a lot of feeling identification and depending on the age of the child and the parent, we have to be creative in our approach. Right, absolutely. Um, we then do, and as we're, ta- as we're going through each of the components of um, TFCBT, we're also gradually talking about the traumatic experience that has happened to the child. So we call that gradual exposure. Okay. Um, so then we also talk about, one of the components talks about how our thoughts, behaviors, and feelings play on one another. Right. So if you think a certain way, you feel a certain way, you're going to react a certain way. So we, we educate on that uh, because a lot of times we find out that you may have negative thought patterns about mm. the traumatic event, such as blaming yourself right. or blaming others. So we want to... Um, we want to kind of like distinguish, you know, the fact from fiction, so to speak. So a child or a parent can have an understanding, a good understanding of what, is, if it's a helpful thought or unhealth, uh, unhealthy thought, how to um, process that. Oh, okay. So that they make sure they understand that, you know, well, if this abuse happened to me, it's, it's not my fault. It's the abuse of the, it's the fault of the perpetrator. Right, right. Then as we're going through the process, um, the child will do a trauma narrative, which is basically talking about their traumatic event. And um, during this time, they're writing stories, they're talking, they're doing something creative, however they want to do it. And then they have to present it to their parent or supportive caregiver. And that's why it's important that the parent and and or caregiver is involved in treatment. Right. Because when we get to this particular point in therapy, the parent or caregiver has to be, be really strong in order to handle the story that's going to be presented to them. And if they're not at that level, 
um, then we have to continue to educate the parent and also process their thoughts and feelings and behavior regarding what their child is going to be sharing with them. Right. Um, and in the sharing of that particular narrative, um, the parent is there is just to listen. They cannot, you know, uh, <laughs> ask questions. They're there to solely listen and be a supportive aid for their child during this difficult moment. Um, and a lot of tears may happen. Uh, the therapist may cry. I've had my, my share of tears when mm. the story's been shared. I'm sure. And then the appropriate um, positive reinforcement would be that the parent pray, or parent or caregiver praises the child for sharing that. Okay. And so we kind of celebrate that moment. Mm -hmm. And then um, we're also part of the treatment we're talking about um, if you're triggered, or sometimes we call it trauma reminders because sometimes kids don't understand what a trigger is. Right. Trauma reminders. And so we talk about um, how to tackle those trauma reminders or trigger. And there may be during the therapy process itself. So, for instance, an example would be if a child is afraid to go into a bathroom because maybe something happened in that bathroom to mm -hmm. that child. How do obviously we got to get the child to go in the bathroom for you know hygiene purposes? Right. How do we um, how do we get them to desensitize that and go to the bathroom? Okay. So that may it depends on the age of the child. So for little kids, you may have you know a dollhouse that has a bathroom that has the toilet and the bathtub, and you have dolls that you're simulating. Um, going into the bathroom and right. you're talking it out so you can help them gradually um, get to the bathroom. Or you may say, okay, well, I'm going to have the door open or crack while you go and I'm going to wait outside and kind of do that. But eventually you want them to be independent to be able to go to the bathroom and use the facilities themselves, depending on the age of the child. Right. So it's a lot of the parent, the parent being support, mm -hmm. encouraging, so that the, the child is able to sort of overcome that particular experience mm -hmm. or association with the trauma that the child has experienced. Absolutely. And the thing that, you know, I have to mention to the parents or the caregivers is that therapists come to the home once a week for one hour. Mm -hmm. You're with your kids the majority of the time. Right. So therefore you should be, the parent caregiver should be there to model the behaviors and uh, reinforce the things learned in treatment. So, the child doesn't regress back. Right. So being consistent, you know, um, and, and sometimes that's very hard for the parent, especially if they feel, it can be very frustrating, especially if they feel that it's not working. Well, things take time. We know that it takes time to break a habit. So therefore, it's going to take time for a child to maybe overcome a certain situation. But if they have their supportive adult in their life, that's encouraging them and providing motivation, then we know that they're more successful in becoming more um, independent or becoming successful in how they're overcoming their trauma. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, that the good part about the Circle of Strength program is that, like you stated, the parents have to be consistent. And I think when you're dealing and when you're sort of approaching it from a therapeutic standpoint, it can be hard for the parent as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that for the um, the families that we serve, that as, lo as long as we're able to constantly remind them that they have the support in GA as well as the other services that we offer, that they're able to see that there is sort of a light at the end of the tunnel to be able to get their child and the parent and the entire family through 
um, this sort of dark cloud per se. Absolutely. And the, the very last component of the model is called enhancing safety. Basically, we're safety planning. Okay. And we tend to and to make this a celebratory event. So yes, we're, we're we're we we are always talking about towards the end of therapy. Like you know, you're going to be graduating soon. And so when we're at this component of the model, we try to celebrate the success and how far both the child and the parent have come. And for me personally, you know, we make it a party. So right. there's a you know there may be a little dessert. There may be um, there's definitely going to be a certificate. There may be balloons. We make it a party. We develop a safety plan and then we talk about you know what was good what was not so good um, has this benefited you and we talk about also um, uh, aftercare plans so resources so if you you know six months from now if if, if the child is you know being re-triggered you can come back you mm -hmm. know or less than that if need be um, or if there is um, other resources you may need, we're going to provide you that as far as, you know, a actual re resource list to provide to the family. Okay, that's good. So we just don't leave a family hanging. Right, right. No. And I'm glad that you um, provided that information because a lot of times when, and I know myself that like I've had some sort of um, trauma and I went to a therapist and listen, that was the best thing ever because it allows you to be able to connect with someone who has a different standpoint and viewpoint from what you're going through. And it helps the family. So this is a great, great service that we're offering to our families and to the community because like you stated before, black and brown people don't really utilize mental health services, but we want to break that stigma for them. We, too. we want to make sure for them to understand that it's okay to seek outside help because a lot of times we can't do it by ourselves. And I know I'm a mom, I have two girls, so um, me going to therapy was it was helpful for my parenting as well, as well as with my spouse because it allowed me to be able to see if times when I'm triggered or if I feel myself getting upset or whatever the situation may be to be able to utilize some of those coping skills that I learned. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. And the last question I want to ask, because I know that our audience is like, okay, well, how can I reach out to this? How, how do I connect with them? So what is the process if a family um, or a parent or even the school wants to express interest in making a referral for the COS program? How do they go about doing that? So one thing for our listeners is you can always go to our GA website, my GA, and you'll get ton of information on the Circle of Strength Therapy program. And it'll have my contact information on there where you can reach out and um, get in contact with me and get set up with an assessment to see if you if the child family uh, qualifies for services. Okay. Um, and then for, of course, any internal GA program can also refer um, to my program. Mm -hmm. We have a referral process where they fill it out and they send it to me and I review it. And maybe I'll ask follow-up questions and then I'll sign it out to one of my therapists um, who will then have two days to contact the caregiver to schedule an assessment. Okay. So that's one of the ways um, for our GA internal clients um, how we get them started in our program. Um, external partners, we work with several external or outside agencies such as DCF, DJJ, other child welfare agencies, and even other mental health providers mm -hmm. who are not 
providing the actual trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. So again, kind of the same way as the internal uh, referral process. They submit a referral to me, I review it, and if need be, I'll ask follow-up questions, and then I'll sign it out to a therapist, and then they have two days to contact the, the parent or caregiver to set up an assessment. Okay. So basically, internal, refer the program, external, still a referral process. Mm -hmm. Listen, this information was so helpful. I know that our the audience listening, the families that we serve, even um, outside agencies, um, they're going to be referring their families and clients to the Circle of Strength program. I think it was great information and it's really important that we start talking more about mental health especially now since we've been experiencing the pandemic absolutely you know we want to make sure that our whole body is full and taken care of mm -hmm. so miss morris thank you so much for your time we greatly appreciate it thank you for having me and if this topic was interesting to you please stay tuned we have a second podcast called what is trauma and how ga can help that you can also check out on our building connection podcast i am signing out i am dashwell irvin the college and career development specialist here at ga thank you so much for listening to our podcast